Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I honor and love the goddess within. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And we are very excited this show to have our second ever guest interview. We, we are very, very selective. <laughs> Very excited. Very selective with who we allow, whose energy we allow into this circle. And we have someone today who is really the high priestess. She is yes. really, really, we are so lucky in South Australia, she's squirming in her seat to, to have Diane McCann with us today. If anyone is listening from Adelaide, you'll be nodding like, oh, Diane McCann. Yes, both Jane and I have actually heard about Diane, well, probably Diane's just made the joke that she's, you know, she's been teaching for longer than I've been alive. <laughs> It's probably true. Um, Diane is, she looks, she's a certified lifeline practitioner and more on that later, but she's been teaching a seminar called The Goddess Within for 27 years. And with her husband, Robert, she's also been doing Tantra for couples for 25 years and man's inner journey. So we wanted to bring her in today to talk about the masculine, the feminine, the alpha, the beta, the yin, the yang, and all the other things that she's seen unfold over the past quarter century with the dance that men and women women are doing, and perhaps where maybe where women and men are lacking in in their spirituality or in where they're feeling hollow inside. Dan, what what are they needing? So, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> where do we begin? <sighs> There's a song called that, yeah, but I'm not going to sing. Don't sing it. Well, I guess we begin at the very beginning, yes? And for me, the beginning for everything and for everyone is that most people are looking for someone out there to fill them to up. To complete them, right? Mm. And there is no such thing, really. I mean, the only way any of us are ever going to be complete, regardless of what sex we are, is through loving who we are. And that's the place to start. And I see it all the time with women who don't love who they are. They don't like something about themselves. Not so prevalent with men, but nevertheless, let's start with women. They think that they're too short or they're too fat or they're too ugly or they're not beautiful enough or whatever words they want to put around the mask that they put on. And... So therefore, if you can only love yourself 60% when you're with another human being, that's all you can let in. It's like you can't let 100% love in if you don't love yourself 100%. It's kind of like a, a funnel, yeah? Yeah. I love that. But we're sold this awful myth in Western society. <laughs> Not just in Western well, society, not, darling. Well, Hollywood society. Everywhere. The world over. Archetypes, fairy tales. You complete me to become one. Dream you know, please. Yeah. Oh, look, as a matchmaker, that drives me insane. <laughs> well, well, it's nuts because you're never going to, all you're going to do when you fall in love, I hate that word. I have a mentor called Dr. Buckminster Fuller. He used to say orbit in love. Orbit in love. Oh, I like that. You need to be whole within yourself mm. in order to create somebody else. And then you can just orbit in love, like two circles intermingling. Yeah? Yes. But when you are dependent upon someone else to complete you, as you say, if that if you think about um imagine that you and I are standing here and we're leaning into each other with our hands and I walk away, what happens to you? You fall yes. over and get leveled. And yeah, absolutely. And people out there in the relationship world get leveled all the time. And so we have to start with self love. That's where it all begins. It's wonderful that you say that because We've done, what, over 60 podcasts on this show 
And every single one of them comes back to self-love. Every it's, it's at the root of all of our podcasts. It's the foundation isn't it? stone, isn't it, Diane? So you didn't need me here. Yeah. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> you know, this is the beautiful thing is that, you know, we could have 20 amazing people that are all speaking on exactly the same topic, all going to use total different language, total different tools, and the idea being that see, it always makes me laugh. Somebody sits there and goes, well, that one was a bit full of shit, that one was crap, but that one over there really made sense because you're talking that language That's for that amazing. person. And I love that. That's exciting. So... And I know that we have so much to learn from you because Diane was sharing just before Beck that she ran her first workshop. Uh, no, I first, attended. Oh, you attended your first workshop when at I was 13. 13. 13 years old. So how blessed were you to start on a self-development journey so young? Yeah. I didn't have a choice. I was um, raped at 11. Oh, And so ouch. what I well, yes, then, but now, what a gift. Yes. And then it was I had no one to talk to and I didn't know what to do with my with what happened. So funnily enough, I caught a tram into the city, hadn't been here very long, one got up at the wrong stop, finished up in the Theosophical Society in Kingling Street and that was the start of my spiritual journey because Wonderful. I started uh, hanging out there every Saturday afternoon. And learning, 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 and to this day, I'm still learning. So while I'm not teaching around the world, because Goddess and Man's Inner Journey and Tantra are held in various places. Well, we have an international listenership, so oh, that's okay. fantastic. Great. So, and you have on your I'm website Diane, assume, all of the dates <laughs> of where you're travelling to and what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, basically that was my beginning. And so last weekend I ran Goddess in Adelaide and the two weekends before that I brought in an amazing woman from Hong Kong who taught something else. So I sat in the class with my tongue hanging out learning from her. And, and you've passion. been teaching Goddess Within for quarter of, quarter of a century, more, more than, yeah, 27 years. What have you, have you seen change in terms of the types of women who are presenting and what their issues are? Has that shifted? Yes, women are in the main more educated because one of my passions is I really don't care what you do with your life as long as you are educated about what you do do and that means I want to know that you know that when you put chewing gum in your mouth, you are filling your body with aspartame. I want to know that you understand that. I don't care that you do it because life is about choice. I would prefer that you didn't, but I'm not your mother. I can't say... Don't do that. Stop drinking that particular brand of, um, you know, cola. Yes, yes, that one, that one. I can't say that. But what I can do is educate women so they know. So I spend like an hour to an hour and a half in my course on a Saturday talking to people about a huge range of health issues and, you know, what is in the products that you consume. So women are more educated today about that than they were then. A lot of people do know a lot of the stuff that I talk about in that health section. Yes. But not everyone. Yeah. And not everyone really um, actually does anything about it, which is even more amazing. Like they know that it's not good for them, but they think, well, you know, if I have the odd cola drink or the odd stick of chewing gum, it's not really going to hurt me. And what they don't understand is the domino effect. So you have enough of anything and it's it's that one little extra sip that will make the trigger 
that will trigger a whole range of health issues. Yeah. And having been very, very close to death three times, I'm very, you know, very well versed in health areas. So on that level, on the health area, yes, they are more educated now than they were 27 years ago, but then so too am I. But the basic essence of life is the same. Women still don't understand their own patterns. They don't know. They really think that the world happens to them. Yeah. Still, to this day, they, they, they do not have the understanding that they are the creator of everything that happens in their life. They don't. Many of them have never heard of quantum physics. I mean, that's a scary word, isn't it? You know? Oh, I love quantum physics. So, <laughs> right up so, my alley. <laughs> so do I, darling. But, you know, the majority of people out there are like, quantum what? You know? Mm. So they haven't read Bruce Lipton. They don't understand. Um, so, you know, they, they see something like Angelina Jolie having her breasts removed and they go, oh, yes, oh, yes. well, I would do the same thing. Mm. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, Please, please, please start looking at your world, you know. If you live a life of fear, you're going to create fearful situations around you. You know, everything that we think is a reflection of what goes on in our lives and what goes on in our lives is a reflection of what we think in our heads. So we sure better change it. I find it amazing, Diane, that these quite mainstream, what I'd call asleep or switched off people are actually finding you and connecting with that word goddess and coming in the door. Because normally it's a bit of a leap to go from that to spiritual. People don't generally come because they read an ad, which is why I don't do much advertising. People come because of word of mouth. Okay. I had a lady on the weekend who said to me, she came because of a friend. She said, my friend recommended that I come and do your course. I said, wonderful. She said, can you send me the curriculum? I said, the curriculum is trust. The whole curriculum is based on trust oh, and love. love if it. you want to come, come. Come join. <laughs> I mean, you know, what am I going to say? Well, nine o'clock we do this, and ten o'clock we do that. Yeah. It's like it's it's like a tapestry that just gets woven, you know, and the colours get woven into it, and the healing gets woven into it, and the education gets woven into it. And before people know it, at six o'clock on Saturday night, they're going home, going, "What happened to today?" You know, hopefully with more knowledge. I've watched so many people I know that have attended your course, the goddess, the, uh, the goddess within, and. They just have such massive shifts from that, you know, and, and it is about that the teaching of that conscious awareness that they're creating their own reality. And when you can get that key in and have it happen yeah. and that light bulb goes off, it's so exciting to watch. And it really doesn't take much, you know, because we are so battered by everything out there, by the world that we look at, by our lives and what we don't have, by our relationships, you know by everything that happens that we have no clue what's really going on inside our own heart and inside our own mind. Do you find that your students, once they have that aha moment, that wake-up moment, that they really are then excited? Like I guess there's fear of, oh, my gosh, I've, I've created all of this in my life, all of this mess in my life. But they also have that moment of empowerment of, you know what, I actually can flip this around and create exactly the same in the positive absolutely and that's what happens i mean you know thousands and thousands and thousands of women have gone through goddess and you know i'm i'm very proud to say that the majority of them not all of them but the majority of them literally turn their lives around and 
you know, they they say they feel as though they've come home because it's the first time they've ever really been comfortable in their skin, you yeah. know, and they're seeing things through the eyes of a different perception. So they're looking at the world as if to say, wow, what an amazing lesson I got from that experience, whatever that experience happens to be. So is there one sort of fundamental thing that it all boils down to, or to put it another way, if there was one thing you wish every woman could know, what, what would it be, Diane? And to love yourself. Let's go back to the very beginning, you know. It's like if we can understand that we are the director, the producer, the actor of our own movie and that every single thing that we create in our lives is part of our script and that we, if we don't like it, we can rewrite that script, you know, and understand that if we love ourselves enough, see, a lot of people are addicted to struggle. It sounds really mm-hmm. weird, mm-hmm. but people love the drama. drama. Yeah. They do. They love it. You know, like mm-hmm. people ring me up. I have a lot of drama queens in my life. I adore every one of them, but they know if they ring me, they're going to get slap therapy over the phone because I'll play along with slap <laughs> therapy. I love it. <laughs> well, you know, it's like there's only so many times you can hear the same story, isn't there? You yes, know, that's right. Well, well, then you're on. the enabler. Absolutely. And mm. I don't enable. You know, I have a saying, came from a seminar that I promoted with Robert Kiyosaki for nine years. And the saying is, friends are people who ask more of you than you do. And if you're in my life and you're my friend, you better believe I'm going to call you on your stuff. And what I expect is people do the same with me. Right. Which they do, which I'm very grateful for. I don't know that I always listen, but, you know, it's great that they do. You have a high bar for friendship. I have a very high bar for friendship, you know, and it's like the people in my life know that what we want is authentic relationships. And you can't have an authentic relationship while you're just going, oh, you poor thing. Oh, that is so terrible that that happened to you. Nothing happens to you. You know, things happen because that's what we need to learn at this given moment. It's how you choose to react. To this. And it's how you react to yeah. it. Absolutely. So when you get these women that say, but how, how do I love myself, Diane? How do I do that? What do you mean? What do you say? Start by looking in the mirror, start by looking in those beautiful eyes. I say to women sometimes when I look at them and I'm looking into the eyes, I say, if you could see what I see when I look at you, you would be so in love with yourself. You know? <sighs> because isn't that true? Yeah. So when you fall in love with another person, there's that word fall again, that's where we started with this conversation. When we fall back to the You never fall back. Well done, Beck. Very good. And when, when you fall anywhere, what do you do? You hurt yourself. Yes. So therefore, when you orbit in love, but out there in unconscious land, right, where people think that it's all about everybody else, mm-hmm. you know, when they they fall in love, yeah, and they get hurt, and what they if only they realise that when they look into the eyes of another being, who are they really seeing? Themselves. They're seeing themselves. And that's the love, you know. And so when relationships start to um, fall down, which relationships do, I mean, all relationships, there's no relationship that starts off heaven and stays heaven for the rest of your life. Isn't there, Diane? No, I'm sorry, but Really? No, it's so special. <laughs> I am 100% positive, <laughs> darling, after my years on this planet, I can tell you. <laughs> you know, it's about the ups and the downs and the 
you know, the ins and the outs and the dramas and the joys and everything else that goes with it. And we expect that because we fall in love, it's going to stay the same. When you orbit in love and you're willing to do the work and, you know, I mean, I am in, I'm married and our relationship is unbelievable. Most people say, I would love your relationship. You're so lucky. I'm not that well lucky. I work on my relationship every day of the week. It's like that famous pianist that somebody said to him, I'd love to be able to play the piano like you. And he said, no, madam, you'd like to be able to play the piano like me if it was easy. Yes, exactly. It's true though, isn't it? It is true. Actually, there was a gorgeous little saying on Facebook this morning. I read something along the lines of, um, I promised to, about a a couple, and saying that I promise to help you to be the very best version of yourself you can be. And I thought, oh, I really liked that. I thought that was cute. And that's mm. very true, isn't mm. it? Because that's mm. all you that's can That mirror do. thing, isn't it? If we're going to look yes. in each other's eyes. We're going to see what triggers us, what yes. buttons are being pressed. We're going to grow from that with love and, and acceptance and kindness. And, you know, we yeah, need the, the skills. emotional skills to be able to deal with it instead of if you upset me and me going, well, I'm out of here, mm. you know. Mm. Or men understanding that when women have babies, women go to a different place. Sex is not exactly high on their agenda when they're nursing a baby and they're exhausted exhausted and they're tired and you know it's totally the bottom of the list (laughs) absolutely absolutely but but nobody understands that people are not taught that people are taught fireworks go off when you fall in love and you start and their fireworks go off forever and when they stop going off it's time to move on move on to what move on to create the same pattern that you have with this person with somebody else are you serious you know like the the rate of people who go back with people who are similar, so say for instance alcoholics, if you had a parent who was an alcoholic and you're running the law of attraction and you create an alcoholic in your life and you leave, 86% of people then get in another relationship with someone who does the same thing. And that doesn't matter whether it's alcoholism, whether it's ignoring you, whether it's – it doesn't matter. You know, do do you find, though, that if the people have acknowledged that pattern – received the gifts from the relationships that they've had with people with alcoholism that they then choose a new experience with a different person or do you find that that pattern is still going to be repeated i think that until you actually break the pattern and the pattern you know because and you know if you understand the lifeline technique it talks about how oh no never mind the lifeline technique now we know that two to ten percent of the of the mind is conscious the other 90 to 98% is unconscious. So how are we living our lives? You know, we're not living our lives consciously. So what we have to do is we have to bridge that gap between what, how we're consciously living and how subconsciously we are doing our life because pretty much we're going to keep pulling in those patterns until we actually do something to change the pattern and consciously wanting to know that or consciously wanting to do it. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. So Diane just referenced the Lifeline Technique, which we are hoping in coming weeks we're talking to Dr. Darren Wiesman, who's the founder of the Lifeline Technique. But Diane is also a practitioner. Is that the correct title? Mm-hmm. Uh, certified, life. certified Lifeline yeah. Practitioner. Yeah. Um, and it's a method that oh, I hope I'm not simplifying this too much, but my understanding is it's a method that helps you to get into the subconscious mind yeah. to actually bring out stuff that we don't know so that we can know and change, change the it. Patterns. Because it's a very 
it, it's a beautiful technique. Very, you know, it, it just doesn't require anything. It's any emotional investment. You just turn up and with muscle testing and all these sorts of interesting well, things. Great technique. But we deviate from from goddess. But I was also hoping, Diane, we could touch on your amazing work that you're doing with men. Man's in a journey. What do women need to know about men, Diane? <laughs> they need to know they're not um, women with trousers. That's what they need to know. Women, <laughs> you know. That's that. That's true. true. What are they then, Diane? Men are gorgeous, gorgeous, wonderful, amazing beings of light who have it tougher than women do. Women have each other. Mm. You know, if you right. two are friends yes, and you're are. in an upset, yeah. You will ring each other and you'll go, blah, 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 blah. Yes, thanks you for the you just did that. And you'll go, oh, and you'll feel better. Mm. With a man, a man doesn't function like that. And we need to understand the differences because the differences are absolutely huge. Men are hunters and gatherers. Men's need, men thrive on acknowledgement. Women do a lot of nagging. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And men control with... Um, money, women control with sex. Yes. We need to stop playing games. The truth is, you know, for most people who are grown up, they're not really grown up. They might look grown up. You might look 20, 30, 40, 15, 60. But, you know, when the going gets tough, they turn into two, three-year-old toddlers who are like throwing a temper tantrum. It's just unbelievable. And men don't have men. I'm, I'm not saying all men. But the majority of men do not have close friends that they can intimately relate to and say, you know what, I am in a lot of pain. Is, is that something men want to meet? I think it is. Well, this is why I've always what? felt so excited to be able to recommend Diane's course for men. Yeah. Because I feel men really don't. They do need it. But what about the whole cave uh, concept, that they can get the same effect by going into their own place of self-reflection and hermitage? I don't believe anyone can really do that. I think that they think that they can. But in actual fact, when they're put in a position where they're actually exposed to other men who feel the same, because guys are more about, you know, let me prove myself sexually, financially, you know, emotions. <laughs> you know, like on our brochure, I think we have a saying, one guy says, feelings? What are feelings? You know, I'm a truck driver. I drive six days a week, 18 hours a day. Who's got time to feel? And that's where men come from, you know. Men have never been given the opportunity, A, to cry because they've always been taught, be strong, be tough, you know. Man up. Yeah, exactly, you know. And so women expect men to be girlfriends in skirts when they need it. And the truth is men are never going to do that, you know. Men will will find you a solution, which, of course, we don't want. No, that's right. We just want them to go, oh, Robert and I do this great skit, you know, and I go off my tree and pretend that I'm going to cry and, and he goes, well, you know, if you hate your job so much, why don't you leave? And and I say something like, it's not about me leaving my job. It's about you hearing what I'm really saying. And he goes, I am hearing you, otherwise I wouldn't be answering you. So there's this entire – it's. You know, that entire miscommunication. And the only way that we, I think, are going to get on the same plane is by sitting down, looking at each other in the eyes, breathing, which brings us to Tantra, of course, mm -hmm. and actually communicating and having a man 
hear the words from a woman, but also having us hear what they have to say. Because the truth is, you know, there's, there's a brilliant doctor. At, no, he's a, what is he? I think he calls himself doctor, but he's black and he's short and he is the funniest man who talks about relationships. And he has these two brains on the stage. And on one of them he goes up to it and he says, this is the man's brain, you know, and it's got all these little boxes in it and you pull out a box. And this is, yeah, this yeah. is the box about fishing. Mm-hmm. And you close the box up again. And that got a nothing box, which we don't have a nothing box. No, we don't. And he says the trouble with women is they want to get into the man's nothing box and they want to decorate it. Put a latch <laughs> in there. Men don't want you in their nothing box, for God's sake, you know. What's it for? It's for nothing. These are the men who sit and they get their little um, they get their little remote and they just sit there. And we say, what are you doing? And they go, nothing. We go, how can you be doing nothing? And they go, you're just doing nothing. I'm so just, the woman's brain has all the drawers open at the same time? And then you go to the woman's brain, right? right. The woman's brain is like like a million steroids all going off at the same time with fireworks <laughs> and you see all these lights and electricity coming out of every – there are no boxes yeah. in the women's brain. You talk to me about mothers and it makes me think about babies and then babies make me think about nappies and nappies make me think about the planet because why do we use them? And then when I think about the planet, I think about the people on the planet and how sad is it that there are people who've got no food. And that brings me to thinking <laughs> about aspartame and I've just done this complete circle in one second. I, I know. love it. I know. And so it, that's how we think and we have never been taught how to actually understand how another person does think you know so and there's some fantastic books out there you know and lots of education out there there's some there's a really amazing woman who I absolutely adore her name is Alison Armstrong she's an American I thought I'd bring her to Australia but I'm over bringing people to Australia to be honest but she is remarkable and she talks about men and women. She's written a book called The Keys to the Kingdom. Definitely worth getting. Ooh, this I like New reading. It's, it's very good because she talks about the five stages of men and how men start off as, you know, little, um, when they're little and they're just playing and they're so reckless, you know, like skateboarding and all of that kind of stuff. And then they grow a little bit more and they become the knight. And off they go to slay the dragon. And for them, it's like drug, sex, and rock and roll in that age period of their life. You know, they don't care who they make love to. They just want to make love. It's, you know, sex. <laughs> so then they grow into the prince stage, and there's three prince stages. And each prince stage is different. And eventually they grow into a king. And while a man is still in the prince stage, he's going to be irresponsible and he's going to want to go and hang out with his mates in the pub even though he's got a wife and three small kids at home because that's just where he is. Mm. But while he's a prince, we can mould them. Sorry, guys, if you're listening to this, I know you don't like being moulded, but, you know, if you have a relationship that really works, you can work together to see how it's going to work because once your man becomes a king, which older men do eventually become, believe it or not, they're the ones who built, you know, they've built their kingdom and now they can sit back. They will give you anything, anything that you want, but you can't change them. Right, mm. right. Okay, so I better get into this course pretty quick. <laughs> it's very good. I have a friend flying off to the States to do it this weekend actually because I talked to her about it. She really wanted to be able to understand then. And I think instead of making each other wrong, 
let's go for understanding. And she teaches courses for women and she teaches courses for men. And I think they're very different to what we do. But so important to understand what drives us, you know, because we all have drivers. You know, mine is peace. If you tell me that by eating this book here, I'm going to create peace on the planet, I'll eat the book. You know, it's like it's that simple. I will do whatever it takes because that's been my vision since I was five. Diane, what is the most important thing that you've learned on your journey so far? Oh, my goodness, the most important. Well, let's drop your age. Small little, yeah. Well, Diane is 70. No, I'm not 70 yet, but I'm heading towards heading 70. Heading towards 70, the big seven o. Fabulous. <laughs> Thank you. What have you learned? What, oh what can you God. tell us? What can you enlighten us all with after all these decades of your own self-help, other people's self-help, you know, where, what does all that wisdom amount to really? What is it? Well, it amounts to loving who you are, no matter what you think you look like or what you think you should be. It amounts to keep trusting, you know, like don't get caught up in the judgments of what you think other people say. I had a brilliant teacher who taught me three things. He said, um, make no comparisons. Delete the need to understand why things happen because they just do. So delete the need to understand. And um, basically that's how I live my life. I do not judge. You know, I rarely catch myself judging. I know that my life is a journey, that I am a soul and that I have been here many times before. And everything that happens, I look at it and see it as a gift because at the end of whatever it is, there's a lesson in it for me and a gift in it for me. And that's how I look at my life, to love, to trust, and to know that one day in my lifetime I am going to see world peace because in the end we are all beautiful, amazing beings and anything other than love is a cry for help. Oh, my God. We'll end it on that. What a way to end. Thank you so much for gracing oh. us with your wisdom and presence today, Diane. Jane? I honour and love the goddess within. And I'm going to add, and you, Diane McCann. <laughs> if you want to find out anything more about Diane McCann, you can go to www.beyondtheordinary.net.au. Beyond the Ordinary. We'll put that up on our Facebook page as well, which is facebook.com forward slash love life show, all one word. Until next week. Have a lovely, lovely time and please integrate everything Diana said. If you need to listen to the episode again, listen to it twice or three times. Marinate it, sleep on it, apply it. Love yourself. Till next week. Farewell. Bye. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening.